This image showing medical workers cheering for the protesters is the ultimate insult added atop the serious injuries that small business owners have undergone in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic and now widespread rioting across this country. From Katie Turr, healthcare workers come out to cheer on and take a knee in support of protesters. The same people NYC has been honoring every night at 7 p.m. now returning the support. The reason this image is the ultimate insult is because it was only April 20th that we saw standing in defiance of those who wanted their businesses reopened, nurses. The story from Al Jazeera, for instance, U.S. medical workers stand up to anti-lockdown protesters. Most Americans say they are concerned that the coronavirus stay-at-home orders will be lifted too soon. This whole circumstance, this whole situation has left me very confused as to what happened to the coronavirus. It's gone overnight. And it's not just me saying that. A medical expert in Italy saying it is gone. It clinically does not exist. I'm very confused as to why when some people came out to protest in support of their businesses, they were attacked and, and insulted. And now we can see this, this amazing photo of healthcare workers still wearing their masks because I remind you, we are in a pandemic. At least that's what Bill de Blasio says. But for some reason, this is justified. And we can see why throughout all of these stories that are popping up showing the double standards. How about this story from NPR? Protesting racism versus risking COVID-19. I wouldn't weigh these crises separately. Medical workers coming out in support of protests simply because they oppose racism. So you as an American who did everything right, who shuttered your business and said, I will do what I have to do to make sure my community succeeds. You are being punished. Yet the people who would come out and protest for their ideological cause, be it justified or not, that's not the point. They're praised. Meanwhile, as these protests are undertaken, looters destroyed what was left of the rest of our businesses. To me, this is nothing more than the greatest, or I should say a very grand betrayal, mostly by Democratic leaders, particularly New York. As many of these riots, a lot of the looting and these protests are taking place in Democratic cities. But the reason why I say it's the ultimate betrayal is not just about the fact that they told you to lock down. You still can't reopen your business. And then they said the protests were okay. It's also about the fact that even according to the polls that they they beat us over the head with, most Americans say they are concerned that the coronavirus stay at home home orders will be lifted too soon. You mean to tell me that not only did they tell us not to go out, but to the people who said, please don't reopen. They said no. For the protesters, we will. And the media is to blame as well. All of the stories that emerged saying that these protesters who wanted their businesses reopened just wanted haircuts and that they were monsters who are callous and didn't care about their fellow man. Now, what do we see across the country? Thousands engaging in protests, rioting and looting. And what does Bill de Blasio have to say about it? Completely walking back his previous comments about no protests being allowed. I want to walk you through this story from the New York Post. If protesters can march, why can't businesses open? And I want to show you this story from NBC. Global experts go head to head over claims the coronavirus no longer exists clinically. How amazingly convenient the moment that these protesters come out the experts say COVID doesn't exist anymore. In fact, one of these major studies 
having to do with wearing masks has been retracted. It's so strange, isn't it? The Democratic politicians who kept these lockdowns going, even though we knew when Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, said most infections were taking place in the home, he refused to release the lockdown. It was only after people decided to go out and protest did they say, okay, for this, we will allow it. You see, these politicians, they pander only to the basest of human emotions. They know that regular law-abiding Americans are going to stay home and do what they have to do, and they're not going to cause a fuss. But they know those that are outraged and engaging in violence, rioting, and looting, they know that nothing will stop them short of desperate begging and capitulance. And that's what they've got. They've offered up as much as they can, as quickly as they can. And it's not, it's not stopping anything. The demands continue to escalate. Even as the family of George Floyd says, please stop, they don't care. The rioters continue. So let's get started with this story, taking a look at why businesses still can't reopen. Why it is that Phil Murphy of New Jersey insulted the regular people of this state. I live in New Jersey, mind you, calling them knuckleheads for not social distancing. But all of these protests here, here, following this statement, May 2nd, attention knuckleheads, keep a safe distance, flatten the curve, complete and utter hypocrisy, because now we can get those nurses to stand up and cheer for you. No longer protesting. Let's read the story for the New York Post about businesses and how they feel. Before we get started, head over to timcast.com slash donate if you'd like to support my work. There's several ways you can give. I have a PO box here, but the best thing you can do is just share this video. I see a lot of people talking about how anybody who's focused more on the rioting is missing the bigger picture and you're part of the problem. I don't believe that's fair at all. Many people have lost their lives in these in, in, in these riots. Businesses that were already destroyed are now ransacked and may never reopen. It's insult to injury. The injury of the pandemic, the injury of the looting, and then the slap in the face for every insult they threw your way. Well, the mainstream media and the large press companies that I compete with get a front page, um, a front page boost, a front row uh, position on YouTube.com. If you want to help out channels like mine, please consider sharing this video because I don't have the powerful marketing budgets of, say, CNN, Fox News, or MSNBC. Now, if you just want to watch, click the subscribe button, the like button, and the notification bell. Let's read the story from the New York Post. If protesters can march, why can't businesses open? Remember COVID-19? Owners of small businesses that have yet to open but are in danger of being smashed by rioters sure do. As Mayor Bill de Blasio and Governor Andrew Cuomo take turns making vague comments about the continued destruction, many small business owners caught in limbo are asking, why are crowds okay for protests, but not anything else? Our fearful leaders have no answer other than to pander, I suppose, in a desperate bid to get votes, I guess, or to quell those who would use violence against you. No, you can't go to a baseball game. No, you can't watch basketball. And no, you can't go to the pub to hang out with your buddies. But I'll tell you what, Bill de Blasio will defend you in two seconds, mayor of New York, by the way, if you're out protesting. He said it several times. In fact, shockingly, this one, this is wow. Bill de Blasio is still enforcing the shutdown of Jewish prayer services while praising the widespread protests in his city. It is truly, truly remarkable, a sight to behold. New York City is still a full five days away from entering phase one. This will open up only some industries like construction and manufacturing and retail on a pickup basis only. Many business owners are wondering if they'll have a business left to open when their turn finally comes. Few business owners I spoke, I spoke to 
would let me use their name or the name of their business. Several told me they're afraid of retaliation by a government that has full control of their fate. They feel that criticizing any part of the reopen plan can have them targeted for shutdown when they do not open. An owner of a chain of preschools that regularly provide services to over 500 families across the city told me how impossible it's been to get a clear answer from the state about the future of his business. Remarkably, many of these businesses can be opened while maintaining social distancing. So please explain to me how it is that a shop that could sell you a cheeseburger one at a time can't reopen, but the protests are a good thing. There is no answer other than to the good people of New York City who have seen your businesses shuttered and hurt. You have been betrayed. They don't care about you. They care only to pander to those who threaten their reelection. We have waited weeks, is a quote. We've waited weeks to hear from the state and local officials, and no one can provide clear guidance. We've had teams that have been put in a place to assess the situation from day one. And the fact that there is little to no solid information presented to small businesses, so we may begin to transform to a new norm, is disheartening. What new norm? There's no new norm. COVID is gone. Take a look at this story from CNBC. I want to move on because I want to tell you the point of all of this. Perhaps they were wrong about everything. Dr. Anthony Fauci once told us not to wear masks. The studies said the masks didn't do anything. Then the CDC retracted those guidelines. And now in the past few days, the main study suggesting masks don't work has been completely retracted. Factcheck.org says, well, those are outdated comments from Anthony Fauci. How can we trust anything they say at this point when they all told us what we had to do and we can see what they're doing now? How many people are just trying to get by and feed their families and had to arrive at their business to find the windows removed and their products gone? Too many. And how many of those same people turned and saw Joe Biden, his own staff, providing bail to the people who were caught doing these things? Truly remarkable. CNBC reports a very public dispute has broken out between some of Italy's and the world's most high profile doctors after one expert claimed the coronavirus no longer exists clinically. We were wondering why it was that every single story following the right wing protests to reopen business, every story said that there was a spike in cases or they insulted the protesters. The photos of the nurses blocking the cars went viral. Yet after the George Floyd protests erupted, we didn't see these same stories. I mean, a little bit for the most part, but actually a story from New York says that the numbers are going down. So what was it? Did they lie? Were they wrong? Was it never really as bad as they claimed? Was it false framing? I think the answer is quite simple, my friends. The media lied to you. That's why they propped up the photo of the nurse in front of the truck. And that's why they are propping up the nurses cheering for the protesters. Now, the good guys are always on your side, no matter what is right or wrong. It's about your tribe, not about your life. They will support these protests. They will say the protests are peaceful. Chris Cuomo of CNN going on TV and says, who says protests need to be peaceful? Now, of course, we condemn the violence, but they don't need to be peaceful. You know, uh, uh, violent is an antonym of peaceful. What are you trying to say with this? Now it's gone. It no longer exists. Who is this guy? Dr. Alberto Zangrio, the head of intensive care at the San Rafael Hospital in Milan in Lombardy. Uh, the epicenter of Italy's coronavirus outbreak caused a stir on Sunday by telling Italian media that a study by his colleagues had shown the virus was losing its potency. 
Zangrillo, who is well known for being the personal doctor of Italy's former prime minister, Silvio Berlusconi, said the study showed the virus was weakening and that in reality, from the clinical point of view, the virus no longer exists. Good news, everyone. I suppose that means your businesses can all reopen instantly. What's that? They can't. Why can't they? There's no answer, is there? In New Jersey, they are, uh, the governor has threatened a small business, a gym, simply for opening up to a small handful of people. This building, this gym is connected to a dollar general store that sees hundreds of people coming in at any given moment. And you can stand there and watch. And it's so shockingly confusing when the police come and issue citations and even arrested one guy for refusing to provide ID. Why was all of this happening? I don't know. Apparently now the viral load is gone. Quote, the swabs were performed over the, past, over the last 10 days showed a viral load in quantitative terms that was absolutely infinitesimal compared to the ones carried out on patients a month or two ago. How absurdly convenient for all of these protesters and all of these Democrats who ignored all of this. But certainly now with this data, we can start doing testing to figure out it's not that bad anymore, right? Apparently not. Apparently you're still not allowed to open your business. But the protests have been going on now for almost a week. The riots have been getting worse. There's a video going viral of people hijacking a, a forklift industrial uh, industrial equipment and crashing into the front of some kind of retail shop. I believe it was a Best Buy. I couldn't see the sign. And this and, and, and of course, you know, to be fair, everyone condemns the rioting within reason. Some people condemn the violence and the rioting, but you absolutely do see activists praising it. It's called restorative justice, they say. Well, either we have defeated COVID or everyone is going to die. So whatever, I guess. That's a tweet from me. Here you can see in this video, thousands of people protesting in France. That's so strange to me. What, what is this? All of a sudden, they're happy about it. Look, I don't care. Maybe the COVID's still there. Maybe it'll come back. Maybe in a couple of weeks, people will get really sick and will realize just how bad it was to allow these. But why are they allowing these? Why did they insult the people of New Jersey and New York. I mean, Phil Murphy calling them knuckleheads and now praising all of this. What do you expect? Here's the video of the, the crane or whatever it is that I mentioned crashing into the front of a building. That's what's happening right now. Your businesses are quite literally being destroyed and they're being destroyed with industrial equipment. Why? So that these people can pray or whatever it is they're doing here in this clip. I, t- I posted this on Instagram. I'm not joining your cult. I'm not interested. It's a group of people standing, uh, sitting in a massive crowd of what looks like thousands of people holding their hands up, chanting about social justice causes. Sorry, I'm not interested in this. But this is what's allowed. The ideological gathering of some kind of prayer service. Yet people who wanted to go to church were fined for sitting in their cars. I'm sorry. In this, in these places, you have been betrayed. Heaven forbid you, you pull up to a church in your vehicle to receive church services. They went, they went car to car issuing tickets. They threatened certain churches and shut them down over, over restrictions. This, this is okay, they say. That's exactly what they think. They, they, they think it's okay. And you can see it in your mainstream media when CNN comes out in defense of them. The same media companies that criticized every business owner scared losing their jobs, every person who lost their jobs. Now they're just saying it's a okay. Do your thing, they say. Chris Cuomo's viewership plunged by half since contracting coronavirus. And this is why he does it. The Democrats are doing it for re-election. The media is doing it for ratings. 
Bill de Blasio straight up said no protests allowed in New York City on May 6th. What do you think he's saying today? Do you think he's coming out and saying, I absolutely condemn all protests, no matter what they're doing? Look at this story from Fox News. Quote, you're talking about some of the values we hold in the highest regard in this country and certainly in the city, the right for people to gather, the right for free speech and the rights to protest, Shea said during a Monday press briefing. This is the commissioner. But now comes the bad news. We're in a pandemic and executive orders have been issued. These are laws that have been passed down through executive order to keep people alive. While we greatly, greatly respect the right of people to protest, there should not be protests taking place in the middle of a pandemic by gathering outside and putting people's lives at risk. I'm putting people at risk, he says. The announcement came a day after the Reclaim Pride LGBT advocacy group protested Mount Sinai Hospital's relationship to the Samaritan Purse Christian Organization, which set up a field hospital in Central Park for COVID-19 patients in an effort to reduce Mount Sinai's load. Now, that's a, that's a fair point, okay? This, this comment was made following left-wing social justice-type protests. But what about everything they said about the business owners? What about every business being shuttered? And what about the data suggesting you don't need a lockdown anymore? It's all ignored. It's all completely ignored in favor of what scares them. When asked, Hamodia reporter asks why protest is allowed when prayer services aren't. Well, I just showed you a prayer service. I don't know where that was from. I don't believe it was from New York. Kind of weird and creepy if you were to ask me, and I want nothing to do with that weird cult ideology. But when asked of de Blasio, he said, 400 years of American racism. I'm sorry. That is not the same question as the understandably aggrieved store owner or the devout religious person who wants to get back to services. Cars are seen patrolling Jewish neighborhoods in Brooklyn, telling them they're not allowed to pray or have services. Yet at the same time, Bill de Blasio hops to Twitter to defend his daughter. And there it is, isn't it? It's all about personal gain and nepotism. My daughter has a deep respect for humanity, for peaceful protest and a desire to change our world for the better. I love her, respect her, and I admire her. That's a bold difference from the people who are just called knuckleheads, the people who are insulted for saying they wanted to kill grandma. Oh, but Bill de Blasio's daughter got arrested and the, and the police are furious about it. But Bill de Blasio supports the protests. And that's probably why he said, this is just on the 29th. To everyone protesting and expressing that anger and pain, please remember how important it is to protest peacefully. Please remember that we're in the middle of a pandemic. We have to do all we can to protect each other. Everyone out there has a responsibility. Was that it? That was your strong statement after your commissioner came out and said no protests allowed? He just said, ah, we'll do it peacefully. The shocking thing to me is how we are all told the world was ending. Then the studies came out. More people had been infected by COVID than we had previously known. And the mortality rate was dramatically lower than we expected. Funny because I reported all of this and opined on all of it as though it was all true. And now the data is coming out and it's all being retracted. I don't know what to believe is true. What I can say is that the insults are obvious and the double standards are clear. The American people aren't stupid enough to fall for this trick. You got a lot of stupid people that blindly go out and march and ignore everything. But you got a lot of American business owners that can see right through the double standard. These protests are obvious. We saw it with Brett Kavanaugh and we saw it with Joe Biden, the double standard in the press. And now we can see it in business with the protests, with the nurses being propped up and praised for cheering for those who would break social distancing. The Reagan battalion says NYC is burning. And guess where Bill de Blasio has his cops? 
in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, warning Orthodox Jews that they will be arrested for attending evening prayers. No rioting, not rioting, not looting, not beating, just praying. That's what you can get. I think it's because, like I said in the beginning, they pander to the base emotion of, of, their, of the crowd. It's unfortunate, but the reality is when you see overt threats and violence, politicians do listen. That's the scary reality, isn't it? Every business owner who peacefully came out in protest, perhaps you've learned a very important lesson, isn't it? Or haven't you? But what's the solution? I don't know. Because the reality is, I, I don't think violence is the answer. Because all they've really done is proven that more people should be violent. And that's what's scary. They shouldn't be giving into this. Otherwise, you'll get more of it. And this is what I'm scared of moving forward as we enter the future. What you can expect, this man, this cop in Minneapolis was handed over to Keith Ellison, someone who had, who had posed with the Antifa handbook, someone whose son is an avowed anti, who is avowed Antifa, went on Twitter and said, I believe it's his son. But think about what that means. They handed over this guy to the ideological opponent. Now, everybody thinks this guy deserves justice, uh, George Floyd, uh, and this guy should face justice, I should say, to clarify. We all want to see it. He's charged with third degree murder. But my concern is what happens next. And my fear is that we head towards a reality where instead of cancel culture, we end up with mob culture. And then you'll end up with the police saying something like, well, this person who said naughty words on the internet didn't break any laws. But the mob is getting unruly and dangerous. Can we just give them what they want? That's the path we're headed towards. The more they give in to the mob, the more they will give in to the mob because no amount of capitulation will stop anything. They'll just keep coming back for more. It's why the United States doesn't negotiate with kidnappers overseas. If you're in a, in a, in a country and you get kidnapped, the U.S. government says, nope, they're going to send in an armed squad to liberate the individuals taken, to put it, to put it mildly. Some countries give in and they pay the ransom. And so they become high, high priority targets. These are the people to go after. What do you think happens when the mob learns it works? They're, they're actually going out and saying it already. They're saying the rioting works. How many people have died so far? A lot, more than a dozen. But the rioting works, I guess. Just all that means you got all that means is that to get what you want, you got to walk over bodies. I'm not a fan of that at all. Mm -mm. I don't want it to happen. But here we can see exactly what's going on. Feckless, ineffectual, pathetic leadership. And it's coming from these democratic districts, these democratic cities and governors and governments. Cuomo finally stepped up, said he would displace Bill de Blasio if he didn't bring in the National Guard and get things under control. Now he's apologizing, criticizing Trump. Let me tell you all something. You may have seen my segment yesterday. There is a poll from the morning consult showing 58% of Americans want Trump to use the military to end these riots. 71% want the National Guard. I don't know who these politicians are speaking to. I don't know who the media is trying to pander to, but we can see the double standard and we can see the lies and you can see how conservatives are getting smeared and labeled on Twitter every single day. I find it laughable. They claim there's no bias against conservatives on social media. What do you, they, they labeled something from Matt Gates as glorifying violence, but you literally had leftists giving instructions on how to commit acts of violence. <laughs> That's different, I guess. Trump gets labeled. Matt Gates, who else? That's the that's that's where it is. 
we can see the double standard. If the nurses come out and, and, and insult and deride conservatives, that's fine, right? If the nurses come out and they praise the protest, that's fine. What happened to, 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 you know, being all in this together? We're not. You're not. I'll tell you who they're in this for, the violent mob. Because if you're a peaceful citizen with, who wants to run your business, you can rest assured they will do nothing for you because they're not in this with you. They don't care what you think. They don't listen to the language of, you know, negotiation, peace. They listen to, please don't hurt me. That's the language they speak. And that means it's only going to get worse. I feel bad for all of you with your businesses, man. I really, really do, because I'm fortunate enough to work from home and work in a business that, yeah, is deemed, you know, it's deemed essential. It's crazy, right? And I don't have to worry about it. The other day, I wasn't able to go to the store because of the curfew. And this is the COVID curfew. And I thought to myself, man, I totally forgot about that. Are we still locked down? Yeah, (laughs) we are. Seems hard to believe, doesn't it? Because the nurses are getting out in groups, not social distancing, and clapping for the protests that are breaking all the rules. But those guys with that gym who are just trying to do some push-ups, shut them down. These are your leaders. I hope you enjoy the ones you voted for. The next segment will be coming up at 6 p.m. at youtube.com slash timcastnews. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. And a move that was completely predictable, but is still disgusting. CNN is defending the violence from the rioters and from many of the protesters, saying, who says protests are supposed to be peaceful? Who says? Newsbusters brings up the very obvious point. Uh, The First Amendment does. It literally says peaceably assemble. We have seen protesters attack journalists. Are you defending that? Chris Cuomo? Yes, he is. Their, their journalists are bending over backwards to praise these people. I'm, I'm, I don't know where we go in a country where the, one of the most prominent mainstream news organizations is praising what the president is condemning as terrorism. Clearly, there are two distinct worldviews that cannot coexist. In these riots and protests, we have 11 confirmed deaths. There may actually be 13 and there may actually be more, be more than that. The difficulty is some of these deaths are, it's unknown what the motivation was. It may be that some people use the cover of the protests to engage in this violence. It may be totally unrelated. But we have a list of confirmed deaths. So I wonder for people like Cuomo and those who are praising the riot saying, riots work. How many dead is enough for you to, for you to get what you want? How many people need to die so that you can have your little cult meeting in your park where you hold up your hands and chant about, you know, white, white privilege and white guilt or whatever? Is it really worth it? They claim that it's about George Floyd and about innocent people losing their lives. Unfortunately for them, we can see the truth. It's not. George Floyd was murdered. We know he was. We have the medical examiner's report. We now have the pathologist's report from the autopsy that the easiest way to understand it Blood flow was cut to his head from the knee on his neck, putting pressure on the the arteries to his brain. Yeah, that guy needs to go to go to prison for that because you can't have your knee on someone begging they can't breathe and then just and just kill him. We'll see if there's accountability for the other officers. I believe there should be. But everybody agreed that this man should be arrested and face justice. How does it now make sense that the riots are working when 11 more people are confirmed dead from these riots? 
because these people don't care. David Dorn, retired police officer, was gunned down defending his friend's shop from looters over some TVs. And, and, and the most horrifying thing of it, it was live streamed. This is a black man who served his community. He was a, he, for, for almost 40 years, I believe he was at the police department in, in I think it was St. Louis. Where's the protests and the riots for him? Nah, they don't care, man. The rioters were going out smashing up windows and stealing stuff. There's a viral video going around right now of a protester holding a Black Lives Matter sign and then seen later running away with goods that were looted. Now you can argue those people aren't the real protesters. They're just exploiting it. How do you draw the line? Where, 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 where do you draw the line? How do you know who's who? You've got someone coming out, holding up the sign and marching and chanting. But at the, at the first sign of looting, they jump on in. Yeah, a lot of them are good people for sure. Absolutely. The, the DC protest, I, will, I love bringing this up where they actually grabbed the Antifa guy and gave him to the cops. But too much of this is violent, opportunistic anger, and people are losing their lives, and, and no one seems to care. It's funny because they post these memes where they're like, if you care more about the rioting than you do about an innocent man losing his life, then you are the problem. I care about the 11 people who were killed, man, potentially 13. But you must not be paying attention, Chris Cuomo, as you go on your ho- the highest rated CNN show, and defend it all. How can we stand as a country when you have major mainstream prominent news straight up telling you this is okay? It's not okay. Let's read the story from the news from Newsbusters. Antifa backing Cuomo declares protests are not required to be peaceful. They actually are. As Newsbusters has extensively documented, CNN host Chris Cuomo has an affinity for left-wing terror group Antifa claiming they had a good cause and morality on their side. So it came as no surprise when on Tuesday's Cuomo primetime, he emphatically argued that protests were under no obligation to be peaceful. Cuomo kicked off his show by decrying the strict curfews cities around the country were putting in place to stop rioters and looters and painted them as purely a way to crack down on the actual peaceful protesters. Hold on a second. How many media reports did we see that said these, these uh, Americans who wanted their businesses back were killing grandma. You go out to defend your right to live freely in this country, and they insulted you. They dragged you. They told you, you no, what are you doing? You're, you're callous. You don't care about your fellow man. Now Chris Cuomo has the gall to go on his show and say they shouldn't be cracking down on protests. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That's how it is, isn't it? He says, quote, it is a sad day when we need curfews in our cities. America's major cities are filled with people demanding this country become more fair, more just, and ironically, more united. Even though most people wanted justice for George Floyd, Cuomo pretended like that wasn't true. He said, now too many see the protest as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets, persistent and poisonous inequities and injustice. What does that mean? Are there any facts there? Can he tell us what he's talking about? What, what inequality? What injustice? I think he's trying to tell you, you should know. It's what we hear so often from any of these leftists. If you don't know, it's not my job to educate you. Man, this is the, this is the problem we're facing. The gap between the two factions has grown too great to actually bridge. When I try talking to my friends about what's going on, I can't begin to tell them about everything that's happened. The media has failed them. You know why Chris Cuomo is out here praising the violence and the rioting because he wants the ratings and because orange man bad. That's it. 
So he's taking the side of the blind ideological left. It's exactly what the Democrats have been doing. And it's partly why Trump won. I don't know exactly what's going to happen come November because there's so many factors involved, so many variables. But I believe that based on what we're seeing from Cuomo, there are a lot of angry people, but angry for unknown reasons. They're just angry. Why do they really hate Trump? We've seen all the videos. Most of the people that you'll see in these videos can't give you a good solid reason. And there are good solid reasons for sure. Most people we saw in a poll yesterday want Trump to deploy the National Guard to shut down the riots. 58%, according to Morning Consult, want the military to do it. I wonder why it is that these polls come out and reality is so, so different for CNN. It's funny when the people in these cults are like, Tim, you haven't been out in the ground enough to know what's going on. It's like, I've been watching the news from both the left and the right. I'm pretty sure I can tell you from a, from a further away, more surface level, mind you, I haven't been on the ground, a, a wide view of what, what, what is actually happening. More importantly, I can tell you that YouGov found 41% support Trump saying he will deploy using the military. And I think it's like 52% do not, do not believe it is inappropriate for Trump to say he will deploy the military. I don't know what that means because it's confusing data. What does it mean? They don't like that he's talking about it or that he would actually do it. I don't know. But the morning consult poll shows that I believe it's 58% want the military deployed and 71 want the National Guard deployed. That's the majority of Americans. Okay, it's not everybody. I get it. But that says to me that people aren't in favor of this. They're not in favor of violent riots where people died. Here we go. Flashing his violent tendencies, Como demanded. And please show me where it says that protesters are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Because I can show you outraged citizens are the ones who have made America what she is and led to any uh, and led to many major milestones. I think I think it says any, but I think he means many. Well, besides the fact that there are laws against being violent, it's right in the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the uh, or, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Como often reminds viewers that he was once a practicing lawyer. Perhaps we've learned why that's no longer the case. Despite his ignorance on the Constitution and law, he argued that it was the right of others to make you feel uncomfortable. Be honest. This is not a tranquil time. They're not here to make uh, to make power or you or me comfortable. They're here to yell, criticize, blame and shame. You don't have to like it. Citizens have no duty to check their outrage, he added. Ironic, since he often fails to check his rage, like when he threatened to throw a Trump supporter down a flight of stairs or when he lied about being in, uh, in quarantine. Chris Cuomo pretended that he was in quarantine, completely faked it. CNN never, never fessed up, even though we all know it. Think about what the average person in this country is, is thinking. They're not stupid within reason. You know, I like the George Carlin quote, but they're smart enough to see what Chris Cuomo is doing, what he's been doing. Now it's the people who aren't smart enough who walk right into these traps. Chris Cuomo is one of the most despicable people on TV. Completely, completely despicable. Listen, man, we can argue about whether Rachel Maddow is lying about Russia. She might just be a moron who got it wrong for three and a half years. Chris Cuomo was doing it on purpose. And we know because while he was doing his stupid quarantine show, being locked in his basement, 
He was actually out at his Hamptons property with his family and somebody caught him there. So he threatened to mess the guy up. And, and, then, and then he admitted to it in rage on his show saying he hated his job. Yeah, well, you should hate your job because you're an evil person. You know what? You know, I, I, I don't use that word lightly, but think about it. Here's a guy who is encouraging violence after we have seen 13 dead, 11 confirmed related to the riots. You'd think that'd be enough for someone to say, please stop, please stop. And I've even gone so far as to say I question the actual protests themselves simply because the snowflake doesn't blame itself for the avalanche. I certainly respect their right to do so. I wouldn't tell them they couldn't. I personally won't. And I wish my friends wouldn't either because things are getting out of control. People are dying. Innocent people are dying. And looters are taking advantage of your message. We, you, you need a more structured and organized approach at this point. And yeah, we can criticize the police too, of course. This is in no way justification for anything the police have done. A lot of these police have done, have used excessive force and engaged in brutality. A lot of cops have been hit themselves and attacked. There's no justification for the instigation of the use of force from anybody. And if people were protesting peacefully and minding their own business and the cops in, in many, uh, so you have many circumstances where the protesters get violent. You have many circumstances where the police get violent. The left only focuses on the police getting violent and the right tends to focus on the left getting violent. This is, this is due to a, uh, this is a phenomenon related to the fact that the left only reads left-wing news sources and the right reads both. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. If you don't like hearing it, that's too bad. These are what the, the stats show us. So yes, conservatives have been calling out excessive police violence, but giving a more comprehensive view. They, six, two, two thirds of their news comes from conservative sources. I have to explain that to people who are going to be like, Tim, why aren't you explaining why conservatives are ignoring? No, 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 no. The left is outright ignoring it because they watch things like this. Citizens have no duty to check their outrage. He says, looting, arson, violence. Now that's something else. Don't confuse that with protests or people doing uh, or the people doing it with protesters. He went on to lecture. There are bad people mixed in with good people in these situations. That's the truth. We're learning it in every city. Sure, sure. It was true that bad actors were exploiting the protests, but Cuomo was once again being a massive hypocrite. He didn't want people conflating protesters with rioters, yet he was asserting that people were angry at protesters when they actu- they're, they're actually angry at rioters and other violent actors. So far today, protests have been what they are. Uh, the overwhelming majority of the time everywhere, peaceful. If you want to call, call it that, they're certainly not violent. He chided away. The transcript is below. Click to explain, blah, blah, blah. You see the game he's playing? He wants to defend those who are getting violent while pretending like he's not. The looting, what do you say? The looting, the arson, and the violence. The violence? What do you, what do you, what do you mean? What does it mean to not be peaceful? Can you explain what that? So, so let's talk about, let's talk about it. Is, is Chris Cuomo trying to argue that protesters are supposed to be just angry? Or is he, is, is he, <laughs> where's the line? This is the message that comes out when you see protesters getting violent in the streets. And you, you see this defense that property destruction isn't violence. Did he literally just do a segment talking about the fact that chanting is, is, is what, what does that mean? My question for you, as, as I'm now going to pull up a list of those who have lost their lives, is what do you mean not peaceful? What is that? What, what, what are you trying to say? Chris Cuomo is full of it, completely full of it. Not required to be peaceful. So what's the opposite of peaceful? He's trying to act like there's some middle ground of something else. 
No, I'm sorry. Look, I get it. You want to play the game where you defend the fact a lot of protesters have been throwing bottles and throwing rocks. Oh, oh, you know, words are violence. Violence changes. The definition of violence changes every two seconds. Here's a list of the deaths. 11 so far confirmed by by demonstrations. Uh, I'm sorry, confirmed by investigators. And it's not even a full comprehensive list. Here's what they uh, I'm going to reach a few of them. I'm not going to go into the full details, but we've got on May 27th in Minneapolis, Calvin Horton Jr. was shot during a protest uh, protest. A local shop owner was arrested. What do you, what, so, so condemn the looting. Okay, that I can get. Uh, uh, the arson, for sure, for sure. The violence. What do, you, what do you mean by violence? What does that mean? Not peaceful protests? Well, if protesters are walking around and chanting, that's peaceful. It's polite and peaceful. What does that mean? We have a, a man in St. Louis was dragged between the wheels of a FedEx truck because he was trying to loot it. We have a man in uh, Omaha attacked somebody, a bar owner, got shot and killed. A local restauranter, David McCaddy, was killed when the Louisville police and the Kentucky National Guard opened fire in a crowd of protesters. Authorities uh, alleged they were turning fire. In Davenport, Iowa, two people were fatally shot on a night with significant rioting. One police officer was wounded in a shooting. In Cicero, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago, two people were killed following unrest. One person in Las Vegas, police shot and killed Jorge Gomez. In Philadelphia, a looter was fatally shot by the owner of a gun shop firing line while trying to break into his store. It was several people, it was three or four. And a 77-year-old retired police captain, David Dorn, was fatally shot and killed by looters at a pawn shop. There's also a cop, I believe this was in Vegas, who was ambushed and shot in the, in the head, who's now in critical condition. So the list is expanding. There's also controversies over the use of violence from both police and protesters. Here's protester violence against police against civilians, against journalists. Okay, Chris Cuomo, tell me what you meant when you said they don't have to be peaceful, but I also want to condemn the violence because we all agree that the protesters are fine going out and yelling and marching. And some of the police marched with them. What are you even trying to talk about? I think this is what you can see with Chris Cuomo trying to have his cake and eat it too. He's trying to have it both ways. A lot of these protesters got violent. A lot of them did. Like I mentioned, there's a video of a, of a woman holding, uh, I'm sorry, it's a photo. She's holding the Black Lives Matter sign. And then she's seen later running away. Is she, is she a not, non-peaceful protester or is she a violent looter? Well, apparently whenever it suits Chris Cuomo, she'll be what it needs to be. The protesters think they're morally justified. A lot of the looters believe they're morally justified and that looting is an act of defiance. They're not the looters who are just there for opportunistic gain. That's what Chris Cuomo meant, right? You've got the opportunistic crimes. No, if you're actually protesting and you're not peaceful, whatever he means by that. Violence against journalists from police and from protesters. It's amazing, isn't it? At a certain point, somebody just needs to say enough is enough. That's why I don't want to be involved in this. Why would you want to be on either side of, of a group engaging in this behavior? Now, depending on who you ask, they'll tell you a different group started it. The left will tell you the police started it because they killed George Floyd and they've been killing unarmed black men across this country. And that's not a fair point. Not at all. I'm absolutely sorry. No way. No. What what happened with George Floyd, everyone agreed with uh, agreed was wrong and we're calling for justice. That was not the start of a large group of police officers coming out to cities and, and, and firing tear gas and things like that. No, the protesters came out 
and confrontation ensues. And that's the only way you can describe it. I know because I've been to these places. They are, they, everyone wants to argue who's responsible. They'll tell you that at a peaceful protest for George Floyd in the beginning, the police fired tear gas instigating violence. The police will tell you that the protesters were getting belligerent and pressing, pushing them, attacking them, throwing rocks and bottles. So they tried to disperse the crowd. Depends on your perspective. In the end, you get escalating tensions that just continually boil over until it snaps. So at this point, why would you want to be out in this? Why would you want to go and continue these protests when people have used it as cover for opportunistic looting? Why would you want to do come, come out to this when even the protesters themselves who are marching get caught looting later on? Okay, fine. Maybe that woman holding the Black Lives Matter sign, she was holding it as cover. No, she wasn't. Come on, we get it. It's what people do. Why crack a bottle over a journalist said, a reporter? It happened. Why is, is that peaceful protesting? No, that's the violence you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know what you're on about CNN. They came to your lobby and they, they shattered, smashed up the windows. Was that the protest? No, but that's why he's defending them. Make no mistake. They are bending over backwards to ensure their ratings because orange man bad and because they're scared the rioters will come back and destroy their building. And even after it happened, man, they play you know, Stockholm syndrome, whatever it's called. How many people have, I, have we seen who have had their lives you know, destroyed, their businesses burned down? And the first thing they do is they defend the riots. You know why they do it? Because it's called terrorism. They have a gun pointed to their head. Someone just burned down their building. What do you do? You speak out against it. What's going to happen? They're going to come for you later on. Just support them for destroying everything. So that's what Chris Cuomo is doing. And he's doing it in the only possible way he knows how, having his cake and eating it too. Oh no, the violence is bad. But you don't got to be peaceful. So if you're protesting, is that what he's saying? CNN has defended the rioters as, as expressed, you know, um, when they had that woman on the ground. She said something like, these are people who feel like they can't be heard, so they're, they're rioting. Is that what Chris Cuomo is defending? He is. And we can see it. We can see how they treat peaceful Americans who wanted their business back. And we can see how they treat the riots. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel, and I'll see you all then. Writing for The Hill, Jonathan Turley says Antifa and anarchists have hijacked Floyd protests, but the left won't admit it. You know what? He's right. They have. They have, and I know many of these people. I have seen them do it before, and now we have hard evidence that it's actually happening. Interestingly, we're hearing stories that Antifa wasn't really, really involved which is just absurd because you can go on Twitter and see their accounts telling people what to do. Now, listen, people tend to use Antifa as a catch-all term for far-left extremists. And that's a fair point. When Trump says he's going to designate Antifa a terror organization, technically it's true, you can't. The point I try to bring up to counter this leftist argument that they're not a real group is that Antifa is a catch-all term for groups that fly a flag, have a banner, have tattoos, but call themselves specific things. What we're seeing across the country is not necessarily the hijacking of these protests. It's more like an avalanche. And as the saying goes, the snowflake doesn't blame itself for the avalanche. So the easiest way to explain it is Antifa isn't necessarily hijacking anything, more like they're directing their sails. They're not controlling the flow of the wind. Antifa couldn't make the George Floyd incident happen. But once the wind started blowing, Antifa types and far left, far left extremists began directing the sales to change the direction. We've got hard proof. Well, first, I want to show you this. 
The protesters try to argue that the looters have nothing to do with us. I'm sorry, this is completely wrong. They have everything to do with you because you are engaging in violence, rioting and looting. I've seen a lot of people talk about the peaceful protests. They exist. But a peaceful protest is like a heavy snowfall. Now, a heavy snowfall doesn't lead to an avalanche, but an avalanche can start. And when it does, all of those snowflakes are contributing to what's going on. No, I'm sorry. The looting has everything to do with you. You know why? We see this where they try and claim that it's, it's peaceful protests. And th- these people who are, are running around smashing things you see in New York, they have nothing to do with us. You're right. Some of those looters don't. A lot of those looters do. In this video, a woman who is leading the protest in Hollywood Boulevard straight up says, confusingly, we want to be peaceful, but we are rioting because we're taking the white man's money. Something to that effect. You can see this. LMAO, I stand this woman leading the protest in Hollywood Boulevard. 103,000 retweets, 330,000 likes. Who's retweeting this? Who are these 100,000 people retweeting this woman praising rioting and stealing the white man's money? Is this not the protesters themselves? So here's the important point about what Jonathan Turley is saying. He's right that they're hijacking this, but they don't have to do much at all. These people want to do this. So no, I'm sorry. I know there are peaceful protests. We have seen in DC, I love citing this, when they captured the Antifa guy and turned him over to the cops. But what are we supposed to think when we see one of the organizers, or I shouldn't say an organizer, but a leader giving an interview saying, we're doing it. And what am I supposed to think, regardless of who this woman is, when so many people agree and say yes? Who are these people who show up in the streets outside? Who are these people engaging in this behavior? Who are these people who agree with what she's saying? Who would then come out and tell us we're being peaceful? We're peaceful protesters. Peaceful, huh? Let me show you some videos. New York City, you won't see any of this on CNN. I can't even play this video. It's just New York is in complete and total chaos. In this video posted by Antonio Sabato Jr., it is journalists being attacked by peaceful protesters. He tweeted so much peace. Why are journalists being attacked? Why? By, by anybody. Like, seriously, like, why are the cops doing it? That's stupid. I understand the cops are going to clear everybody out. They don't care if you're a journalist or otherwise. It's a mistake, in my opinion. But what, what, what is going on with these protesters? Where's the Antifa hijacking this group? There's no Antifa here starting a fight with the protesters. It's just people in the protest all engaging in this behavior. Now, some people have defended the journalists here. I want to point that out because some people have brains and some people are nice and some people are smart. But let me tell you now about what's really going on with the hijacking of these protests, which will continue. Many of you may have seen bricks being laid, uh, laid around uh, uh, in, in many different places. A lot of cities had uh, a lot of cities had bricks in front of courthouses and other buildings. Bottles of gasoline were, 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 were found all over the city in Minneapolis. Who's doing that? Well, we don't know. No matter who you think it is, it's a conspiracy. Some viral video has gone around claiming the police were doing it because it shows police holding bricks in the back of a truck. I do not see in that video at all cops laying bricks out. That's just, I'm sorry. I do know for a fact, because I know many of these, these, these activists, that they pre-plan these things. They load up their vans with materials. They drive out and leave these things lying around so that when the protest starts, they can guide the sales. They can't make people get out on the streets. But when the wind starts a-blowing, there they are to make sure what's, what's happening, it goes in the direction they want. 
So these, so the, the point I'm trying to make is when it comes to all these riots and everything, the, the, the violence is already within these people. You don't need Antifa to make them get violent. Antifa seeks only to direct it, to utilize that violence toward their ideological goals. That's why they like the looting and rioting. Let me show you a fun photo to explain just how simply this, this is, can be seen. Here is a woman holding a Black Lives Matter sign. Here is the same woman presumably looting the building after the, the looters break in and start tearing things apart. Did anyone hijack her mind? No, she made these choices. She came out to protest for Black Lives Matter, holding her sign and wearing her mask wrong, which is silly. And then she's seen here stealing stuff, presumably stealing stuff. I want to be, I want to be uh, careful because uh, maybe, maybe she pulled all of these goods from her backpack and started carrying them for some reason, but I really doubt it. This is a, a viral post where people are you know, pointing out the protesters are looters. So when the person in New York wants to tell you the looters have nothing to do with us, I'm sorry. It's not true. And we know it's not true. But let me tell you about how Antifa can guide this, these groups and manipulate that willingness to destroy and steal and loot for their ideological gain. Take a look at this tweet from a man named G.E. Anderson. He said, 200 people were just arrested in Detroit because protesters went too far down Gratio Avenue. The guy who led them the wrong direction was a white male. I made it back to DPD by 820 and was lucky I wasn't arrested, but I headed back sooner than most of the crowd. A user named Deplorable Me tweeted, I was just watching a Timcast video talking about this type of thing, where agitators will go out in front of a march and lead them the wrong way. Because so many are literal sheep, they follow those in front. And wise agitators use this to their advantage. G.E. Anderson says, I never would have believed it if I hadn't seen it myself. The white male in question is the one with the microphone in this video to the right of the big sign. He wore sunglasses and a bandana and is likely impossible to identify except for his voice. Yes, in a video, I absolutely talked about this phenomenon and is the perfect example in the simplest form of how Antifa, yes, hijacks the groups, but, but, it's already within the group's ability and willingness to do. I got to say, man, it is really, really scary, worrisome when moronic people marching through the streets blindly follow whatever someone tells them to do. Have you seen the video of the people sitting in the park with their hands up, mindlessly chanting? It is, it is terrifying. This is the weaponization of the ignorant. I'm sorry, man. These people marching, they all got arrested because they're stupid. They, I'm not saying that to be, to be mean. It's not an emotional dig. I'm saying they lack cognitive abilities, all right? Their brains don't provide enough critical thinking power for them to realize what's happening around them. Antifa types and far-left extremists weaponize the crowds by guiding the, the ignorance, the anger, and the willingness to engage in this behavior already. Imagine it's, it's the easiest way to explain it is the wind is blowing and they just guide their sails to push things forward. Now, you may be saying, Tim, what you're saying makes no sense. Antifa doesn't want these people to get arrested. They want them to go and, and riot and loot and all that stuff. And no, you're wrong. The far left types in Antifa, yes, want them to get arrested. They do want them to get arrested for two big reasons, propaganda and radicalization. I've seen it happen before, and I will give you a, what this person, deplorable me, is referring to. I'll give you a specific example, and then I want to show you some responses from G.E. Anderson. He, he goes through this. 
Why do they want them to get arrested? These 200 people getting arrested will experience something very uncomfortable at the hands of the police. It will then make it very easy to radicalize them. When you come to them later and say, that was that was messed up, man. You were peacefully protesting and they arrested you. And they go, yeah, that's right. Now you experienced it. Here's why. You prime them. You get them angry. These 200 people marching on the street, minding their own business, all of a sudden get arrested. But we weren't doing anything, they say. Well, the protesters didn't, didn't know otherwise. The Antifa types know where they're not allowed to go and why they're not allowed to go there. The other reason they do it is for propaganda. They want to come out with as many videos as possible of police brutality. It's not necessarily about the arrest. It's about exacerbating the problem, getting videos of the police grabbing peaceful protesters. They're trying to create the conflict. After this video emerges saying hundreds arrested and they come out and say this is an injustice. These peaceful protesters were doing nothing wrong, but they were tricked into getting arrested. Now, the capacity for the police to arrest peaceful protesters is within the police as well. It's a manipulation of the direction of the wind. It's very clever. Let me tell you the story about New York that he's referring to and what I watched happen. Trayvon Martin, a sad story, complicated story. I don't, I, don't, I say, look, man, any story where someone loses their life over any stupid reason is, is a sad story. It is. And it resulted in mass protests around this country. It was where the Black Lives Matter movement kind of started for the most part. Some organizers in New York decided to have a large rally and thousands showed up. The organizers had a pre-planned route. They wanted to bring people to the New York City Police Department, one police plaza, to protest police brutality. Well, the Antifa types, they're interested more in, dis- in dismantling financial power structures. Of course, they'll weaponize this to the best of their abilities when they need to. We're talking about New York here, baby. And they had thousands of people marching. They weren't going to let a good protest go to waste. The march started moving down Broadway in New York towards where one police plaza is. One police plaza in New York is like the main building for the NYPD, and it is relatively close to Wall Street. They started coming to an intersection and the uh, organizers started were fanning people walking back, trying to guide them to one police plaza. And then something truly hilarious happened. And, uh, far left activists, anti-capitalists, Antifa types went to the front of the crowd and started fanning people the wrong way. The organizers then started freaking out like, no, 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 you're going the wrong way. Where are you going? Where are you going? Oh, no. Oh, no. Too late. The crowd was brought to Wall Street and videos surfaced of people jumping on the bull over at Wall Street. What were they doing there? And what did Wall Street have to do with Trayvon Martin? Nothing. But that's what they wanted to go after. Since then, Many, this is nearly 10 years ago, mind you. Isn't that crazy? 10 years ago. Wow. It's so nuts. Well, a lot of these protesters have refined their abilities. They have refined their, uh, their tactics. They've gotten smarter about it. A lot of these activists learned about what happens when there's a mass arrest. And this happened during Occupy Wall Street. Protesters leading the front of the march brought them to the Brooklyn Bridge. The police just let it happen. Police didn't stop them. Once they got to the bridge, the police then issued, uh, uh, made a mass arrest of 700 or so people, some ridiculous number, loaded them up on buses. And it was shocking to everybody. People were like, whoa, what happened? You were walking on the Brooklyn Bridge, dude. <laughs> so they arrested everybody. This got a lot of press. I mean, this was a huge moment that really bolstered Occupy Wall Street. So this, so this, this is where the activists learned. Get people arrested. It helps you. All of these people who are just blindly walking, 
not realizing what was going on. I think there was a lawsuit about it or something and because they said the police never instructed them not to do it. They had no idea. The police were effectively guiding them, many said. They got arrested for it. I didn't, that, that was one of the marches I didn't actually go to, which is, I guess, lucky for me. I ended up rushing over at the tail end when they started doing the mass arrests because I was sitting in a bar nearby working on stuff on the computer. But the activists have been learning for a long time how to hijack these things, kind of. You know, the reason I only say it's kind of, I think, I think it is fair to say, yes, ab- ab- absolutely, Antifa is hijacking this stuff. I think it's very important to point out that there's not much to do to actually hijack. You need only walk in front of a crowd and they'll follow you blindly. Yes, that's, that, that's literally it. I have seen instances where journalists, they walk back. There's a front of the march holding the banner. The journalists are walking backwards. They're taking pictures. They're filming video. And then once they get their shot, periodically, they'll turn back around and walk forward with the protest behind them. In one instance, this is hilarious. Journalist takes out their phone and they start, you know, like checking their messages. They turn left in an intersection because they're trying to get out of the way. The protesters don't realize this and just start turning left too. That's the route. They have no idea. It's a big, mindless organism. It's scary to me how many people just blindly follow without paying attention to where they're going or why they're doing it. And that's why the looting happens. There are people who don't care about your protest and they want to loot. But if you're coming out to a protest, consider yourself a snowflake falling atop the mound of snow and the avalanche is inevitable. You have to take some responsibilities. I don't think it's fair necessarily. It's a very difficult ethical position because we have a First Amendment right to express ourselves. I would never tell you not to protest. I mean, you, you have, but, but you got to be conscious of what's happening around you and make sure you prevent these people from manipulating you, from exploiting you, from looting. If you truly intend to peaceful protest, peacefully protest, I would then say it is probably the responsibility of peaceful protesters to stop those who are taking it too far. Otherwise, you're just a snowflake riding the avalanche. G. Anderson followed up on his tweet by saying, one of my friends who was in the protest said, agree 200 people got arrested. I felt that it was a setup. I was talking to a black guy and we both are like, who the heck is this guy? And why is he leading us the wrong way? That's why I kept trying to get people to turn right. <laughs> it didn't work, did it? Because these people know what they're doing. Some people think it's police. Cops are known to infiltrate groups like this and do these sorts of things. Did anyone know who this leader is? Nobody I talked to had ever seen him before. And some of the people I talked to have marched every day for a week. Why assume it's a police officer? Why would the cops want to waste their time arresting a bunch of people who were freely moving as it was? The protests are ongoing. They know it. Arresting them will only make the protests worse. It will only embolden. Who benefits is the question. Now, I can't tell you. I don't know. You can argue it's a conspiracy, but I think Occam's razor takes this one. The simple solution is it was an activist, an activist who thought ahead a little bit more than you did. There are stories about the kinds of protests these people engage in how they use stupid people. And there's some high profile conservatives who have written about this stuff. You'll have to look at this, look it up. I don't want to get into too much of the details because it's particularly contentious and I'm not an expert on it. So the story I've heard, though, is how left wing activists, when they're planning for their protests, want to make sure the masses who show up are left ignorant, not knowing the true plan. Why? Because they got to get arrested. They have to get them arrested. And if they came out and said, you will all get arrested, tons of people would leave. So they can't tell you because to them, by any means necessary, 
The ends justify the means. They'll tell you that we have nothing to do with the looters. Well, yeah, you think you have nothing to do with the looters because you're ignorant of what's really happening around you and who's really pulling the strings. Because the truth is, far left extremists are the one are the ones exploiting you. I must push back, however, on the anarchist claim. This one I can't stand. I'm sorry, my friends. Antifa are not anarchists. Anarchists are not hijacking anything. They spray paint the anarchist A. They're not anarchists. And without archie authority. It's fair to say that when you look in New York and see people running around the streets in total chaos, you can call that anarchy because there's no there's there's no authority. It is without authority. But an anarchist is somebody who believes in there not being an authority. People who show up and manipulate others are exerting manipulative and coercive force. People who use physical violence are using manipulative and coercive force. Now, anarchists believe to a, to a, to a, within reason of non-aggression. And there are con- there, there, there's conflict between left-wing and right-wing anar- anarchists and various, you know, freedom-minded uh, ideologies about the extent to which you can persuade someone to do, thing, to, to do something. But in all circumstances, the requirement is that you tell people what it is you want them to do and why. You would be, in a sense, aggressing on someone to trick them into harming themselves. So when it comes to actual anarchy and no authority, you honestly explain to someone, we want to protest for these reasons. Here's what might happen. You might get arrested. Now, what if you trick people into engaging in behavior that hurts themselves for your benefit? That's you exerting manipulative force to gain power over them. When it comes to these people in Antifa and the tactics they use, it is overt authoritarianism. Lead the sheep blindly into their own destruction because it benefits you. Authoritarianism. Enforcing your ideology with physical threats. Authoritarianism using physical force against people who dare oppose you. Authoritarianism. Try to explain this to people. I was talking to some Antifa guy in Berkeley years ago, and he said he wasn't an authoritarian because you can't be an authoritarian. Authoritarian is a type of government, he said. And I was like, so you can't be a socialist? No. An authoritarian, you advocate for and use the tactics of, right? The socialists tend to be authoritarians in in implementing their socialist ideology. Authoritarian, just a reference to your willingness to use violence against other people and violate their rights and their freedom. And to varying degrees, there are authority and there's authority and there is liberty within a government, within a system and within various ideologies. If you are on the liber- libertarian spectrum, it doesn't mean you believe in no government. It means that you believe more so in the individual freedom than the authoritarian systems. These people who would manipulate a crowd to get them arrested are authoritarians, not anarchists. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. at youtube.com slash timcast or go to timcast.net. Seriously, it's not this. It's a different channel. People are confused by this. Go to timcast.net. Just check it out. It's my other channel. I'll see you there at 4 p.m. Thanks for hanging out. In a rather potentially surprising or maybe unsurprising announcement, Eric Schmidt, the AG for Missouri, says in a stunning development, Our office has learned that every single one of the St. Louis looters and rioters arrested were released back onto the streets by local prosecutor Kim Gardner. This has very, very serious implications. We have seen many jurisdictions release prisoners over COVID fears. So consider this kind of an addendum to my main segment video. If you haven't seen it, it, go to TimCast.net. It was up at 4 p.m. where I talk about Democrat policies. It's... 
their hypocrisy is exposed, essentially. They've betrayed the people supporting protests, ignoring the coronavirus, the lockdown. What is even going on at this point? How can we know who to trust and what is real? That's, that's the serious question. But more importantly, in this regard, we have all of these people released from jails. This video you posted was an active shootout in St. Louis. It is horrifying video, haunting. Well, I can't play the video for you because this is YouTube and I want to make sure you actually get to hear what I have to say so I can show you this from the AP today. Four St. Louis police officers shot, ex-captain killed during unrest. Right now, there is a major fundraiser for a retired police captain named David Dorn who lost his life protecting a shop from looters. He was killed. How many people are going to speak up about, speak up about him? This is one of the, this is the aftermath of those that want the rioting. But I do want to make sure we stay in line with what's happening with the policies of not only Democrats. In fact, many Republican jurisdictions released prisoners too, but it is mostly the Democrat areas that thought it was necessary to release people, violent offenders, because they were concerned about spreading COVID in prisons. To be fair as well, I think there is a legitimate question about the constitutionality of locking someone in some place that might become infected with a pandemic, because as we even learned from the studies, the lockdown was a bad idea. It does seem all a bit contradictory that they would tell everyone to lock down, but then argue that the prisons were a a bad place because they could get infected. It's like, what you're telling everyone to go indoors and huddle next to each other. What doesn't make sense. Here's what happened. Here's what happened in St. Louis. And then I got another story for you. Protests that began peacefully over the death of George Floyd turned violent in the St. Louis area, where four police officers were shot and wounded, and a retired St. Louis police captain was killed by looters at a pawn shop. Actions the governor blamed on criminals and thugs. St. Louis police on Tuesday said 77-year-old David Dorn, who retired in 2007 after 38 years with the department, was fatally shot during a break-in at a pawn shop. Several thousand people joined the demonstrations in St. Louis over Floyd's death, and police treatment of African-Americans on Monday. But that night, and into Tuesday morning, a downtown convenience store was burned. Windows were smashed. More than 60 businesses were burglarized, and officers were pelted with rocks and fireworks. The burglarized businesses include 17 cell phone stores, nine beauty supply stores, eight cash or pawn shops, and three foot lockers, according to a preliminary list from police. There were also seven property damage reports to ATMs, car dealerships, even a church. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports. Republican Missouri Governor Mike Parson said he was uh, deploying more than 1,000 National Guard troops in response to the crimes and attacks in St. Louis that he said had nothing to do with protesting. No, they're not protesters, said Parson, a Republican and former sheriff. They're criminals and they're thugs and they need to be held accountable and hopefully they'll get hunted down. Meanwhile, St. Louis Mayor uh, Lida Krusen announced a 9 p.m. curfew. What started as a very nonviolent and peaceful demonstration and protest ended in looting, shooting, burning, and attacks on law enforcement, she said. This cannot be and will not be tolerated. Just after midnight, with only a couple hundred people still on the streets, someone opened fire on officers standing in line. Police Chief John Hayden said two officers were struck in the leg. One was hit in the foot and one in the arm. All four are expected to recover. Hayden choked back tears as he expressed thanks. Thanks. They weren't more seriously hurt. He said, Some coward fired shots at officer, and now we have four in the hospital. But thankfully, thank God they're alive. They're alive. Can we make some sense out of this? Can we make some sense out of this? That's all I'm trying to say. They say no one has been arrested in that shooting. I want to make sure that point is clear because I'm showing you these two stories and the importance of them. We don't know who did the shooting. We know that in Louisville, 
The police and law enforcement said that a crowd shot at them. They shot back. And apparently some local barbecue chef lost his life. And it saddens me to hear this too. They were just trying to clear something out. Why would someone start shooting at these cops? Why would someone shoot this man, David Dorn, over some TVs? It's amazing how little they value human life, whoever these people are. It's, it's, it's amazing. I'm reminded of the quote from the movie Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan. Maybe you're familiar with it, where he's talking to his former love interest. And he explains that, you know, in, in, for those that are familiar with the comic, Dr. Manhattan basically can see the world. He's essentially a god in, in many ways. And he doesn't really value existence or life until he sees the past of the woman he was, who was with for a while. And he sees that it was, it was a lifetime of random, unique experiences that against all of the odds, all of these insane moments come together to create this one person. And that in and of itself is a miracle. Long story short, a human being cannot be replaced. A human being is entirely unique in all of their experiences, their thoughts and their ideas. Now, sure, if you zoom out far enough, people look the same, little dots moving around. You zoom in a little bit more and you'll see they look kind of different. But for the most part, a lot of similar things. We eat, we sleep, you know, we grow tired, we grow old, we age. But when you come down to it and actually talk to a person, you'll find that they're completely unique in very specific ways. It's like a literal snowflake. What, what, this, this, the reason I bring this up is it's shocking to me that this retired cop, David Dorn, would lose his life over something as stupid as a TV, of which there are so many. I walk into my local Best Buy before the pandemic, mind you, and they couldn't do anything to get rid of them. There were too many, all the same, lined up box by box. Who cares? Man, if you, if you want a couple hundred bucks and you're willing to snuff out a unique individual's existence, then you are truly, truly a monster. But this brings me back to the, brings me back to the main point. What are the possibilities? The people who did this were released from the jails. I think the possibility exists. I can't speculate as to how high the probability is. But Eric Schmidt, he describes himself as a husband to Jamie, father to Stephen, Sophia and Olivia, Missouri's attorney general. He said, in a stunning development, our office has learned, this, is, this, this came out this morning, every single one of the looters and rioters were released back onto the streets by local prosecutor. We don't know if these people are involved in the, in, the shooting, uh, in the shooting of these cops on the front line or in the shooting of David Dorn, but I think it's possible. And I think we've already seen if they're committing any crimes at all, this was clearly a mistake. You know, when, when somebody goes to prison, I don't like the idea of innocent people going to prison and too many do. But when you're convicted by a jury of your peers in a system that try, we, we try to make it the best, even though it's far from perfect and we've developed really, really awful practices, we seriously need hard criminal justice reform. But the point is, when you're convicted, the idea is that you are being put away, not just for rehabilitation, which I don't think they actually do. That's one of the points they try to claim, but to just take you out of society because you cause problems. You hurt people. You take you forfeit your freedom of movement when you commit violent acts and criminal acts against other people. So to release them out of a fear of coronavirus perhaps was a big mistake because now they are taking advantage once again. Now they're out in the streets, not social distancing or abiding by any of these coronavirus pandemic lockdown orders. And many of them are looting and rioting. And here's the story. This is back. What's the date on this one? March 31st, Missouri AG concerned about inmates released due to COVID-19 concerns. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, Schmidt said violent offenders were released and their victims were not notified. Man, you could see it coming. This guy was warning 
He, it's, 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 it's five on your side. That's what they say. K, KSDK. What is this? Local news? A man who fired a shot at a cab driver during a robbery. A man accused of assaulting a woman. A man who robbed a restaurant and pointed a gun at an employee. A man who shot another man. A man who left the scene of a fatal accident. These are the types of inmates who Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt said have been released from the St. Louis jail in an effort to reduce the population due to coronavirus outbreak concerns. I, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. They told us all to shut our businesses down, give up our lives. And then when these protests started, they said, here, here, good job, all protesters. They did. Just just uh, uh, don't riot. That's what they said. That's the, uh, you know what? You want to gather in large groups? That's fine. I mean, we banned large groups, but that's fine. We're also going to release all the prisoners. Those prisoners are going to loot and destroy your businesses. It's a perfect storm of ineptitude. I cannot, I cannot believe it. How, how miserably the, these Democrats across the country have failed. Absolutely. I can't believe it. Prisoners released and everyone could see something like this as an inevitability. Their victims were not notified of their release, according uh, to a letter from Schmidt sent to Circuit, uh, uh, Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner. In a letter, Schmidt writes that he is charged with enforcing the state's sunshine laws and finds Gardner's refusal to make the identities of the re- released inmates public particularly troubling. Gardner resp- uh, responded with a letter of her own and said there were no complaints about her violating the state's public records law and accused Schmidt of repeating inaccuracies contained in local media reports on the issue, as well as playing politics. Schmidt is a Republican and Gardner is a Democrat. And there it is. It's tribalism for sure. And so take Schmidt, what Schmidt is saying is with a grain of salt. But I mean, he's the AG. You know, if he's saying it, they got a sunshine law, sun, uh, sunshine law in Missouri. The Democrat released these people. The Democrats mostly supported these protests. And the people that got released started looted, looting and rioting. What more can be said? I guess it's something most of you probably expected would have happened. Well, there you go. I got a couple more segments coming up for you in a few minutes, and I'll see you all shortly. You were told that things would get worse as we got closer to Trump's reelection. November 3rd. Well, it's certainly getting worse in a lot of really strange ways. In the conspiratorial ways, we got a pandemic, lockdown, and mass rioting. But let's get out of the actual... I don't know, uh, speculative territory and more conspiratorial territory into the fact-based. Twitter explains labeling policy after top Dems tweets go unchecked. Huh? What? Twitter won't fact check misleading fake information put out by top Democrats? Is anybody surprised? I know I'm not because they haven't been doing it (laughs) for the longest time. Why would they start doing it now? Top Dems, Biden, Schumer, and Pelosi all tweeted about confrontation between police and protesters near the White House. Yet they place labels on Trump. They place labels on Republicans, but they refuse to fact check Democrats. And they give one very simple reason. (laughs) Well, we're not fact checking everything, only the Republicans. Okay, that last part I added, but I think it was implied, right? Twitter, President Trump's favorite form of social media is attempting to clarify its content moderation policies. After fact checking some of his posts, but failing to do the same for disputed tweets by top Democrats. Oh, of course. Hey, look at that. Their stock is up, huh? Quote, oh, here's what they said. Yeah. Quote, we are not attempting to address all misinformation, Twitter said on its corporate safety account Tuesday, as claims about misleading information swirl in the run up to the 2020 presidential election. The race between Trump and likely Democratic nominee Joe Biden is heating up amid the worst downturn since the Great Depression, 
and a wave of sometimes violent protests over the death of black men in police custody. Against the backdrop, claims of misinformation about both the behavior of demonstrators and the source and risks of the COVID-19 pandemic that led to the slump have permeated social media, prompting calls to better ensure accuracy. Well, we can't have fake news swirling about the internet. How would we survive? I mean, it's not like it's an open forum where anyone can say what they want. Even if they're not on social media, they can buy their own webs. Oh, anybody can just make a website and post stuff. I get it. Social media is different because it centralizes a lot of it. It's a lot of big problems with that idea. But come on, man, you're not going to stop all misinformation. So by going after Trump specifically, you're basically telling everybody that you're putting your, 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 your finger on the, on the, on the scale. You're, you put your thumb on the scale for the Democrats. Here's what they say at Twitter. Such efforts are prioritized based on the highest potential for harm, focusing on manipulated media, civic integrity, and COVID-19. The company's safety team added, likely, uh, added, uh, added, quote, likelihood, severity, and type of potential harm, along with reach and scale factor into this. They're lying to you. Why would they label Matt Gates's tweet about Antifa, but not the woman who was trying to teach people how to tear down the Washington Monument? Now, some people said she may have been talking about something else, but come on, man. It doesn't matter. You've got tons of leftists calling for violence on Twitter and they do nothing. So now they lie. They're trying to find an excuse to purposefully jam up the president and help the Democrats. It's that simple, man. Here's what they said. Twitter safety says we are uh, one. Twitter shouldn't determine the truthfulness of tweets Two, Twitter should provide context to help people make up their own minds in cases where the substance of a tweet is disputed. Hence, our focus is on providing context, not fact checking. We are not attempting to address all misinformation. Instead, we prioritize based on the highest potential for harm, focusing on manipulated media, civic integrity, and COVID-19. Likelihood, severity, and type of potential harm, along with reach and scale. What's that? Type of potential harm? And there it is. The harm you're concerned about isn't allowed. That's it. You can talk about very specific conservative issues, maybe churches. You want to go to a church and pray? Well, that kind of harm is not what we're talking about. So what? If I tweet about climate change, are you going to, considering it's disputed among conservatives and liberals, will you fact check my post saying climate change is a bad thing? Will you put a fact check under that saying, uh, actually, conservatives believe it isn't? No, of course they wouldn't. They're absolutely biased towards one ideology. And it's because they like winning. It's all tribalism. It's all they want. They say this. Twitter, however, did not place a fact, uh, fact check labels on tweets by Biden, Chuck, uh, Chuck Schumer, the Senate Minority Leader, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and other members of the Democratic Party after they said peaceful protesters were tear gassed and removed from Washington's Lafayette Park before Trump's walk to St. John's Church from the White House on Monday evening. While a number of print and TV out, uh, news outlets described events similarly, and photos and videos showed colored smoke wafting over the area, the U.S. Park Police said that no tear gas was used and that protesters had engaged in violence throwing projectiles, including bricks, frozen water bottles, and caustic liquids. I'm not a big fan of trusting the government. I got to be honest. The police come out and say they are being violent. I'm going to be like, "Mm, I don't know if I believe you. Was it before or after who started it? It's hard to know. You got to be there. What I can say is at the very least, you had a curfew and the police were going to clear the way likely for that reason. 
protesters like to do this thing where they, you, you know, little kids when they're fighting, they'll be like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. And they like put your hand, they, they put their hand in your face. We see videos of this all the time. I have personally witnessed this. They put themselves as close to the cops as possible and say, but I'm not touching you, but I'm not touching you. And when the cops tell them to move, they go, help, help. I'm being repressed. Help, help. If you get the reference. So I can't tell you what happened down in DC. I can tell you you've got conflicting statements. Ah, conflicting statements. Excellent. Considering it's Joe Biden who's running for president, it's important that Twitter show the conflicting story around what happened, right? No. And they said it's because we're not fact checking everything. You know, it's about potential harm. And we think Joe Biden is the right choice. Therefore, Trump is harmful. That's what that's what they're saying, right? Take a look at what Joe Biden said. He's using the American military against the American people. Oh, shut up. I just can't stand the stupidity. How dumb do you think we are, Joe Biden? You were vice president when Ferguson went down and the National Guard showed up in Ferguson. Shut your mouth, you hypocrite. He tear gassed peaceful protesters and fired rubber bullets. No, Trump didn't do it. And besides, the official reporting now is that Bill Barr ordered it. I can't stand this for a photo for our children, for the very soul of our country. We must defeat him. But I mean it when I say this, we can only do it together. Look, man, I got I got criticisms for Trump. Did you hear what he was saying? I didn't really go down to the bunker. That's fake news. I mean, I did go down for a little bit. It was more like an inspection. Okay, fine. I think it's probably fair to say, but just to own it. Yes. Just say this. I went out of the bunker and then I came out and went across the street to the church, took a picture. That's all. That's all I care to hear about. What Joe Biden is doing here, it's just, you know what, man? He's using the American military. Just shut up, okay? Are we going to sit here and complain about everything you did? Black Lives Matter started under you, Joe Biden. Why am I going to think that you're going to do anything better? You're just, you're full of it, same as everybody else. Okay, but anyway, we're supposed to be complaining about Twitter here. Nancy Pelosi says, across our country, Americans are protesting for an end to the pattern of racial injustice and brutality we saw most recently in the murder of George Floyd. That is a true statement. Yet at a time when our country cries out for unification, the president is ripping it apart. No, that is extremists and looters and rioters who are pulling up in luxury vehicles in New York to steal stuff. She said, tear gassing peaceful protesters without provocation, just so that the president could pose for photos outside a church dishonors every value that faith teaches us. I just can't stand these people. Yeah, you know what? They will twist and mangle and spin everything they can. Why? Because they think you're stupid. Well, fortunately for you, you're not. Unfortunately for you, other people are. And the stupid people eat it right up. And then they come out and say, the Trump people are so dumb. Uh, Hold on a second. There are a lot of dumb Trump people. They do eat up a lot of what Trump says. I've seen the excuses for Trump on Twitter. But come on, man. We, we've watched what happens. We can understand conflicting narratives. We are regular people. And whether you support Trump or don't, there are smart people who can watch a news story saying peaceful protesters and Bill Barr and the police saying they were agitating or getting violent. And you can realize there is a conflicting narrative and you'll have to figure it out for yourself based on what you think. Do you believe the protesters started engaging in violent tactics or obstruction of some of some of some some of some some, some sort to stop the the, uh, uh, the enforcement of the curfew? Fair assessment. In which case, you go by your gut. Chuck Schumer said President Trump ordered federal officers to attack peaceful American citizens exercising their constitutional rights by by tear gassing them in a public park while military helicopters flew overhead. Appalling. 
An abuse of presidential power, blatantly unconstitutional, blah, 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 blah. You want to talk to me about what the presidents did 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago? We can talk about unconstitutional. We can talk about, uh, um, you know, Kent State. We can talk about a lot of things. A lot of what we know is to be constitutional. It's changed because of the interpretations by the Supreme Court. More importantly, can you prove Trump ordered anything? Oh, what's that? The media says Bill Barr did it. And here we are. Twitter won't correct the record. Now, Donald Trump can say in his opinion, something will happen. And they fact check. I kid you not. Let me me slow you down. Trump gave his opinion. There's no way we will not see, you know, he basically said that he thinks there'll be mail, there'll be voter fraud with mail-in voting. So they fact checked that linking to the opinions of CNN. Twitter is evil. These people are evil. These, these are weird, weird, sick, dangerous people who think they're better than you. And so they'll lie to you. And if you're smart enough to see through the lies, well, then they will just smear and insult you. Because unless you're willing to chant goobble gobble one of us, you're an outsider and they will lie about you. Now, I, I, I guess what? Life may be a lot easier for those sitting at the table chanting goobble gobble, goobble gobble. I prefer to uh, know the truth. I prefer to know the truth the best of my abilities to understand it. And I prefer to live on my feet. Maybe a lot of people just don't care. I guess they can do what they want then and keep saying, but my private business. Twitter is biased. So long as they benefit one political faction, that political faction will act like they're not. It's obvious. Stick around. One more segment coming up in a few minutes, and I will see you all shortly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, this, this one I saw coming, for sure. Scientists question validity of major hydroxychloroquine study. Experts demanded verification of data and methods used in a study of drugs to treat COVID-19. The study suggested the drugs might have increased deaths. Oh, no, it was fake news. Who could imagine that Donald Trump was right about hydroxychloroquine? I don't know. I guess a lot of people who supported the president because hydroxychloroquine has been around for a really, really long time and everybody knew it to be a relatively safe drug. And a lot of doctors had come out and said so. We saw that hydroxychloroquine was being used in various countries. We saw a video from, I think, Flecka's talks, if you're familiar with Flecka's, of a doctor saying we use this all the time. And all of a sudden Trump says that we get a memo saying don't use it. What? How strange. And then these studies start popping up saying it's dangerous just for the duration of the lockdown. And now that the lockdowns are being lifted and the Democrats are praising the protesters, what's this? The study that said hydroxychloroquine was dangerous is being called into question. What's this? A top journal has retracted a study claiming masks are ineffective in, the, in, spread, in preventing the spread of COVID. How amazing that everything that hurt Trump turned out to be wrong. I love it. Isn't it funny? This is the New York Times, mind you. I only use certified news guard outlets. And the New York Times gets a clean record across the board. And how about this one? This is from Retraction Watch. They also have a, pretend, uh, for the most part, clean record. Though they don't clarify, uh, they don't correct themselves often enough, they say, over at NewsGuard. Well, the gray lady, the paper of record, the New York Times, is now saying, hmm, maybe these uh, are safe after all, at a time when we no longer need it, because COVID now apparently has vanished, according to one scientist in Italy. How strange was this whole phenomenon that you couldn't question any of it? YouTube would take you down and uh, you, you couldn't talk about hydroxychloroquine or recommend it. And doctors were being removed. And now these doctors were right. Yeah. 
The establishment has lost all credibility. It seems like something is happening and it's, it's amazing. Is this the collapse of, the, uh, of America with rioting, ripping through the streets? Or is there some kind of, I don't know, plague manipulating and, and infecting and lying and stealing? It's the establishment, baby. The media establishment was donating and propping up Democrats. They endorsed the Democrats. Trump destroyed the Republican establishment and set those roaches running towards the, the Democratic Party who became never Trumpers and are now trying to prop up Joe Biden, the last uh, remnant of the Democratic establishment. Dude's almost 80 years old. The New York Times endorses these people. They fund these people because they're buddies. That's the establishment at work. And they're falling apart. Let's read the story from the New York Times. More than 100 scientists and clinicians have questioned the authenticity of a massive hospital database that was the basis for an influential study published last week that concluded that treating people who have COVID-19 with chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine did not help and might have increased the risk of abnormal heart rhythms and death. In an open letter to The Lancet's editor, Richard Horton, and the paper's authors, the scientists asked the journal to provide details about the provenance of the data and called for the study to be independently validated by the World Health Organization or another institution. The spokeswoman for Dr. Mandeep R. Mera, the Harvard professor who was the paper's lead author, said on Friday that the study's authors had asked for an independent academic review and audit of their work. Use of the malaria drug chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine to prevent and treat COVID-19 has been the focus of intense public attention. President Trump has promoted the promise of hydroxychloroquine despite the absence of gold standard evidence. Oh, gold standard. Oh, okay. That's what they say from randomized clinical trials to prove its effectiveness, and recently said he was taking it himself in hopes of preventing coronavirus infection. Amazing. You know, at first they were saying there's no evidence. There is. It's anecdotal. But there's, there's a lot of it. In the wake of this anecdotal evidence, a lot of people said, maybe we need a better study. So my understanding is this study wasn't actually a, a, a uh, clinical trial. They just looked at a database. They looked at a database and said, oh, look at that. More people died. Therefore, it is true. Orange man bad. The scientist's challenge to the Lancet paper comes at a time of increasing debate about the risks of the rush to publish new medical findings about COVID-19. The paper published May 22nd included data on tens of thousands of patients hospitalized through April 14th, meaning the authors analyzed the trove of data, wrote the paper, and went through the journal's peer review of its findings in just over five weeks, much, much faster than usual. Isn't that great? Let me, let me tell you some, um, ladies and gentlemen, they were wrong about everything. All of it. The lockdowns didn't work. Studies came out showing that it may have actually made things worse. They were wrong about that. Mortality rate was way lower. They were wrong about that. The uh, peak was actually much earlier. They were wrong about that. Masks. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. They were wrong about that. Hydroxychloroquine. Oh, mm, yeah. Uh, they were wrong about that. What were they right about? Why did we do any of this? Why did we lock down all of our businesses and destroy and cripple our economy? And then rioters came, destroyed the remnants while the Democrats praised the protests. Why did they condemn those who wanted things to be, re be reopened? What is really going on with these people? And what are they trying to do? You can argue that they're morons, but it really does seem like all of these things come together for a perfect storm, right? I mean, at a certain point, it's not ineptitude. It's on purpose. Can't say that, though, because we don't really know. It really is entirely possible that the Democratic establishment is the most inept political institution we have ever seen in the history of humanity. 
just constantly doing everything wrong and the media along with it just being wrong all the time. You know what, man? I got to tell you, I think they're just mentally deficient to say that, to, to put it mildly. I, I, I mean it. Think about it. Covington. Did they bother to look at evidence? No, they're just like clucking chickens wobbling about on not knowing anything. Jesse Smollett, they fell for that. Yup, man, do I feel bad for all of these people. Worse still is that many of these people work at YouTube and censor people who try and call it out. You've got morons leading the charge and we're all in the crowd stuck in the single file line marching and we know they're morons. And if you dare speak up, they call you the moron and they want you to chant Google gobble. Do you guys know the reference I did in the last video? One of us, one of us, Google gobble. So they come out and they say that everything that Trump says is wrong. And when I point out, if if Trump tends to be right, not all, let's say six out of 10 times, Trump's plan or statement or whatever is correct. And four out of 10 is a mixture of lies in, you know, and bad action. If they think everything he does is wrong, that means they're right four out of 10 times. I mean, it's, a, it's kind of a simplistic analogy. It's reductive because, you know, just because Trump says jump doesn't mean they say duck. They could say lay down. There's a bunch of things they could counter. So it's entirely possible it's wrong all the time. But I'll tell you what, man, I believe that not only will 2016's election go down in history with one of the biggest flubs, the Democratic Party, the 2020 election will go down in much in a much similar way. And the coronavirus pandemic, the riots, this will be seen as a historical blunder. But what's that? Russiagate. Oops. What's that? Ukraine gate. Ooh. do you know about the briefly lived China gate? where they tried claiming that Trump was colluding with China. They did. They tried it. Politico wrote about it, had to retract the story a week later and everything fell apart. I don't know what to trust anymore, man. I don't know. Who do you trust? Do you, who do you trust? The New York Times right now is telling you that this is all in question. Maybe. <laughs> oh, dude, at a certain point, it's just over, isn't it? You hop in the van, you go down by the river and you go fishing and you just forget all about it. Because you can't trust the establishment, the politicians, the police, the protesters. The, uh, who do you trust? What do you know is being right? I'll tell you what's going to happen. People trust Donald Trump. They really do. He was right about this. Well, I, I, don't, I don't say he was right, but his speculation wasn't necessarily wrong. Hydroxychloroquine was safe. It's been taken for a long time. We know the side effects. And the media rushed to just screech how wrong the president was. So I give you this scenario. Donald Trump isn't always correct, but Donald Trump has done some things that have worked. The economy, for instance, before the pandemic was fantastic. It's record breaking, actually. And his, his supporters trust him. They say that they take him seriously, but not literally. Not everything he says is meant to be literal. They'll find excuses to some of the things he says. But in the end, you can't trust any of these Democrats. They have no idea what they're doing or fighting for. They're spinning around in circles. Every single thing they've done so far has been insane. I watched this really hilarious, hilarious video. I think it's from uh, don't, uh, Run, Don't Walk Productions, is it? I'm not entirely sure. Talking about Ocasio-Cortez and Michelle Caruso Cabrera. And in it, he talks about the debate between the two. AOC is you know, running against this woman in the primary. It's coming up soon, actually, a couple weeks. And this Michelle Caruso Cabrera calls out AOC for you know being a do-nothing celebrity wannabe. AOC says she's gotten a ver- uh, many different bills passed. It turns out most of the bills she got passed were renaming post offices. So who do you believe? 
you know what, man? I hate to say it, but at this point, begrudgingly, Trump has a, in my opinion, low track record of correctness, but higher than the Democrats. And the same is true for Fox News. Am I going to believe Joe Biden after this? No way. Nancy Pelosi was, was talking about going out during COVID. And, and Joe Biden was, was condemning Trump and the travel ban and all that. Everything they've said every step of the way has been wrong. Don't you get tired of being wrong, man? How many people were screaming, this will literally kill you? Uh-oh. Who's that guy at Cavuto at Fox? Don't take it. It will literally kill you. Yeah, nice try, dude. <laughs> you guys look like morons. I'm just going to sit back, confused the whole time. I'll leave it there. Thanks for enjoying the complete and utter uh, collapse, the entropy that is our existence. Who knows what comes next? It's been a fun ride, hasn't it? I'll see you all tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thanks for hanging out.